I'm really, really uh, enthused about our series that we're starting called Baby Steps. And we just opened, we just started to open the wrapper, the package last week. And so today I want to dive in and uh, tear into the meat of this, of this new series. Um, as I said last week, it's so important because I think at the root of so many problems in life, uh, our own problems, if you dig down to the root, it's fear and anxiety. And the, the really the only way out of that is just to take little baby steps. And, and so uh, today I want to talk about how we can continue with making steps and not just, um, not just to overcome the anxiety in our life, um, but to make progress in our life, to go forward. And we really get caught up when we try to do too much. And so I wanted to read a scripture. It's from Zechariah chapter 4, and this is verse 10. And the backdrop to this scripture is uh, the children of Israel have all been exiled. So if you want to understand the Bible, here's a simple way to understand the entire Old Testament. Um, three were Egypt. They were slaves and out of slavery. Enter. They enter the promised land. And three, exile. They get exiled into Babylon. Ready? Right? The exit or the exodus from Egypt. They enter the promised land and then they go into exile. I mean, everything else is details, but that's the story. They leave Egypt, they come into the promised land, and the next thing you know, um, they're exiled. And then they find them, themselves back in a, in a foreign land. And so this is uh, the promise that they're going to leave exile, and they're going to come back to Jerusalem, and they're going to rebuild. And it's an overwhelming idea. And this is the thing I want you to remember about the Baby Step series. Sometimes what happens is we get overwhelmed in life and then we freeze. We get paralyzed when we get overwhelmed. Listen carefully. We, we think, I, I don't know how that's ever going to happen. That, that, that doesn't seem it's even possible. And what you have to remember and what you have to realize is that with God, all things are possible, right? All you have to do is to take the next step. So here we go. Zechariah 4, verse 10. Do not despise these small beginnings. The days of small beginnings. Don't despise those days. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. In other words, he's got the plumb line. He's ready to get the project started. Don't despise when things start small. And so this is what I want to tell you. Um, look, life is about baby steps. And any step that you take is vital. And don't despise it because it's small. It's okay if it's small. And to get the temple rebuilt, to get back to the promised land, they had to start small. And... And you, to get your life back on track or to make progress towards a big goal that you have, um, maybe you have a big dream that God's put in your heart, you just got to make the first small step. So let's dive in. First, before we get started, I just want to say this. It's essential to get pointed in the right direction, right? So they had to point, in their case, towards Jerusalem. They had to point towards the temple. 
Um, there are paths that you take in life. And in, in, at the Easter time, we talked about there's three paths, right? The path of Judas, of self-destruction, where there's never enough and your mindset is completely messed up because you're just trying to feed something that's never going to be satisfied. And that, that uh, lack of satisfaction is a path of self-destruction. And you've seen people on it. Maybe you've been on it. Maybe you're on it right now. But that's leading nowhere. Right? And then there's the path of self-denial, right? That's the path that Peter was on. That's the path that we kind of relate to the most, where we're, we, we, we start and then we stumble. And, and, but what we realize is that there's another path, and that's the path of Christ, the path of self-discovery, where we discover everything that God's made for us and what God's made us to be, the fullness of life. Jesus says, right, I came to give you life in its most abundant form. Fully develop yourself to be all that God made you to be, all right? So get yourself pointed in the right direction. And the right direction is where your life is headed for ultimate good. Good, not just good for yourself, good for everyone, good for humanity. Um, or as Jesus would have called it, the kingdom of God, ultimate good. And when you get pointed in the right direction, then you got to get started. And so I want to talk today about how you can begin, how you get out of the starting blocks with these baby steps, the changes that we all need to make to get started. So first, first change, we have to change the question we're asking ourselves, right? So instead of, what don't I have? When we get ready to start something, we think about all the things we don't have. I don't have this, and I don't have that, and and man, I don't, you know, I, I, I just could never do it. Change the question from what don't I have to what do I have? What do I have? Remember I was telling you, if you want to understand the entire story of the Old Testament, you start with just um, leave Egypt, right? And Moses is the one who, right? But Moses didn't want to. Moses was afraid to start. He didn't think he had enough. He didn't think he had what it was going to take. And that's what everyone deals with. They deal with the feeling of inadequacy. And this is so huge, right? We look at ourselves, we look at our resources, and we feel inadequate. And you need to, you need to change the question, not what, what don't I have? What do I have? And so Moses is trying to get out of this. He's trying to sort of talk to God. No, I, I'm not the guy. They're having this conversation at the burning bush, if you remember the story, right? And Moses tries to get out of it. And so what he does is God says to Moses, what's in your hand? Can I see what you have there? And the key is there's something you have in your hand. There's something that you have that can um, start, that can begin. Moses was a shepherd, and so he had a staff. And God said, I'll use that. And of course, you know the story how God used him to shepherd his people, right? And we, we often overlook the simple things that we have available to us because we don't think that they... You could never use this. God could never do anything with this. And that's the big problem, you know. 
And so what we need to do is remember that God can do and God will do with what you have. You remember the disciples when they had the crowd of 5,000 and Jesus tells them, you feed these people. And, and they're like, with what? We don't have anything. And they overlooked, they overlooked a small lunch, right? Five loaves and two fish, it says. And they said, we only have these. This is all we can give. This is all there is. There's not enough. And so we change it. Instead of thinking, man, I don't have anything, we have to remember, this is what I do have. How about David facing Goliath, right? Instead of focusing on what he didn't have, he didn't have armor, he didn't have a sword, you know, he didn't have all the modern things that people have. He tried on Saul's armor. It didn't fit. It didn't work. And so you, you got to change the focus, not, not what don't I have? What do I have? I have a sling. And he went down to the river and he got five smooth stones. And that's all that he needed. See, the disciples, all they needed was five loaves. David just needed five smooth stones and a sling. And Moses just needed a staff in his hand. God just needed a lump of a dirt, right? And to breathe into it and give us the breath of life. And this is what you need to understand. You already have what you need. You already have what you need to get started. God's already put it there. And it's probably insignificant in your eyes, but maybe it's insignificant for a purpose because you need to see what God can do with something small. People always do this, they overlook small beginnings, but talk to anyone, maybe someone that's built a successful business or maybe someone that's uh, inspired a nation, and you will find over and over and over again that they started small. And so get excited about small, right? That, I know like um, a lot of times this is, this is how it is with, with you and I, right? Like let's say we're trying to get back into shape, right? And man, you've been slacking a little bit or whatever, and you just, maybe physically you wanna get, get together a little bit. And so, you, you, you go down to do a push-up and you realize, now I can only do two push-ups, you know? And you're embarrassed to even say it out loud because you think back to maybe when you were in high school and you, know, you, did, you did them in, a, in sets of 50, you know? Maybe you could do one push-up, let's just be honest. But, so what we do is we despise that. But don't despise one push-up. Get down there and do it and do it with good form and collapse back on the floor. And here's the great thing. Here's the great thing about doing one push-up. You can improve drastically from the days when you did 50 in a set. Yep. Every day you can improve and improve and improve. People don't want to save $1. They're, they despise it. They're trying to get out of debt, but they don't want to save $1. And it's because we're trying to, you know, well, one day I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm going to be able to do 50 in the bank. That's not how it works. You start small. You don't despise small. Small is good. Small is how, how it all works. And Jesus talked about this a lot when he kept talking about seeds. You can see around me the gardening here that my mom loves to do. And every good gardener knows the power of a seed. It's small. But that's how great things happen. So the first thing that we have to do for sure is 
we have to change the question. Stop saying, what don't I have? And start asking, what do I have? That could make a huge difference.